Today, it's the 31st, and we are going to go out with a bang, as we started with a bang. I hate to see it go, but we are now concluding the spooktacular on the Cosmic Peach podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope it was everything you thought it would be. And... We are going to just end it on a spectacular note. So, I'm sure you have all heard about the mysterious Winchester Rifle Mansion. And maybe you think you know a thing or two about Sarah Winchester. Well, what I hope to show you tonight is how this mansion is marinated in occult symbolism. New York Patriot joins me tonight to discuss not the ghosts, but the obvious references to magic and occultism seen in this mansion. This one is absolutely mind-blowing, and New York Patriot kills it as usual. I have included all of his links in the show notes where you can check out New York Patriot He is one of my absolute favorite podcasters, and funny enough, he sent me a message on Instagram after we had recorded. I just had to add it into the intro because it was a very interesting synchronicity, if you could call it that. And he said he went on another podcast, and randomly, the show Paranormal was brought up, and It has a Winchester family in it, if you'll remember. And one of the guys has a fucking pistol that can kill demons. So what this has led to is New York and I planning on doing a who's who, what's what, devil on trial, occult Netflix show episode. We are going to be picking apart some of the more occulted shows on Netflix and discussing them together. I know, I just made all of your panties wet, but it's not ready yet. We are still getting all the details together to put this in motion. So hopefully it'll be absolutely fantastic. 
Hopefully you can check that out soon. Let me know what you think of this episode. Find me on Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast. Sharing is caring. So share it if you enjoyed the episode. Subscribe and do all those things. Leave a five-star review if you love what I do. And go show New York Patriots some love. Thank you so much. And let's roll right into it. Take my advice. You have to be very careful. If you call out to one of the dead, all of them can hear you. everyone you are listening to the cosmic peach podcast i am your host julia of course and tonight i have on a very very special guest i'm gonna try not to fangirl all over him it is new york patriot from the occult rejects and also he has his own show everyone already knows this the new york patriot show Thank you so much. It was a nice And yeah, I'm a huge fan. Have always been a huge fan. Never thought I'd actually get to talk to you and like spill my crazy out all over you. So <laughs> I remember when I hit you up, I think you were like, holy shit. I was. I was like, oh my God. It's Thank just you. New York Thank Patriot. You. No big deal. Number yeah. one fan. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. And thank you for having me on and even thinking of me with this too. Oh yeah. You were the first person I thought of because... What we're going to be talking about tonight is the Winchester Rifle Mansion. And a lot of people are familiar with this place, but as I was talking to New York about it, it's only ever covered in a paranormal aspect. But what about all the symbolism? What about all the dark shit? It gets glossed over 100% of the time. That's a really good point. You know, I was going to kind of make a comment going along with what you were just saying. Um, I looked at some of the stuff that you had sent me, and I think, like I said, I did watch two different shows on on YouTube about it. One of them was a lot more of kind of like the history of like the house and the lady, but didn't go too deep. And then the other one just went straight into ghost hunting. But, you know, like the thing with me is I was watching it and I'm like, wait, you, you said seance room. You got weird stairs going all over the place. You got doors opening that like just the wall there. I'm like, we're not going to get into more of this. Like, we're just going to kind of breeze over that and just go along with like, which I think is still interesting. Oh, look at the sculptures on the one, which still looked occult to me. But it was like, we just kind of glazed over the seance room. I know, I know. And it's like, there's a big fucking elephant in the room and its name is occultism. Okay, yeah. that's what I found. But yeah, so... The first thing I think that is interesting is this bad boy is located in California. So much weird shit out there. I know. <laughs> we just like, before we cover the Kabbalah, like technically our last series that even the re- occult rejects did was on a cult in California. Mm-hmm. 
And she never had ever been to California. She grew up in Connecticut and had lived her whole life in Connecticut. And then when she decides, I'll get into why, but she moves to California and builds this sucker right in the middle of San Jose, California. And it's supposedly one of the most haunted places in America. But I don't think ghosts are what they're seeing up in there. I could agree with that. Or or if it's it's yeah, or if they are, they're they're probably not understanding what's making that happen. <laughs> right. You know yeah. I- yeah, it's <laughs> completely bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. It's completely bizarre. And it's so it's twenty-four thousand square feet. And it's a Victorian mansion, obviously built in the late 1800s. Staircases to nowhere, doors that lead to nowhere. Everyone knows this. But now here's where I need your thoughts, feelings, opinions, New York. Because I noticed that some of the doors open up to a 13-foot drop. And there's 13 bathrooms and 13 steps on each staircase. Huh. What do you think about that? Well, I thought, you know, even before when you mentioned how much square foot it had, I had wondered if that was like, you know, I broke that down to like six, you know, 24, but Jumanji mm-hmm. make that six. And then you mentioned 13 a few times. Adding that together, you would, uh, you would still, you'd get four. Those are two male, like kind of masculine numbers. Uh, that was just the first thing that came to my mind. Um, if I, I could be wrong, but did the house have seven floors before she started working on it before it started collapsing? It, it, yeah, it was like a really big farmhouse and she basically kept the original structure and just added onto it over the years, but she spread out and um, it down, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So the address is five, two, five, which is five. That's 10, 12, one plus three. So we have a three there, and then we have all these 13-foot drop, 13 bathrooms, 13 steps on staircase. I mean, like, 13. That's definitely done on purpose. I mean, oh, even if I can't even reason that, uh, it has to be. I mean, that's stuff that, like, I mean, in my opinion, if you have a seance room, you're into occultism, probably. That's something you're going to do on purpose. Well, I hope. I can't not bring the fire for this episode so i hope i'm gonna just leave you awestruck but let's continue some of the stained glass windows are super freaky looking i don't know if you got a chance to look at those the art in the house and the art in the ground are kind of impressive they're so yeah i mean there's the the stained glass windows are like spider webs and some of them look like like solar systems and like what? What did you find about the structures on the ground? Uh, a lot of fishes, and I mean, I know people may think that's silly, but I think that could have like a lot of like either abyss or even a type of like you know, even like the Jesus idea in a sense, maybe with the fishes mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, they had like a, just a lot of a lot of stuff that seemed like kind of aquatic to me. Um, like it might have been common. It's just that, like the, the thing is, it's like once I knew who this person was into, I have to start looking at everything like. Wondering, like, you know, the reason for it. When you're getting into magic, I mean, technically, if you were probably doing what she thinks she was doing, you would be crossing the abyss in a sense or pulling things from it. So I I thought, like, a lot of the art could actually, you know, go along with that type of stuff. 
just in my opinion, unfortunately, I think if the average person looked at it, they probably wouldn't think anything of it. Um, there was some of the glass structures that I saw inside the house that I don't know who made them, but I hate to say it, but I really do think like, you know, back in the day, you look at all these, uh, all these like churches or all these things that are built. It's just like, you know, that so much time and attention was given to that. And we don't get that anymore with stuff, you know, not really. Mm-mm. And I, I do think people, you know, and it always seems to be with like spiritual religious stuff. You have these big, big beautiful monuments made for. So sometimes I do think like people will put that much time and effort into it because uh, it's kind of, I hate to sound cheesy, but it's almost like they you kind of receive the download. They have an image in their mind and they want to replicate it and they'll just stop at nothing until it's gone. You know, when you fuck with magic, you will be inspired to like do things and create things. And either you can make art and, or you can be an asshole in other ways, you know, so many different <laughs> ways you can go about it. But I, I do think like, again, just going along with the type of person that she was and what I did, you know, find out the very little about her. I, you know, it's like, it, it's all to me, characteristics of somebody into that stuff. Other people, you know, maybe I'm, if I'm sure if I was like rich or just, you know, whatever, you know, I would probably buy fucking weird looking art because I understand what it fucking looks like. You know, or stained glass windows because it makes sense to me. And I would have that in my house. And other people might just, uh, that's fucking pretty weird. Yeah. And speaking <laughs> about the um, stained glass windows, I'm glad that you brought that up again because what I found was one of the stained glass windows says, wide unclasp the tables of their thoughts. And I was thrown off by this because it's cryptic as fuck. And then I Googled it and it's from a Shakespeare play. Oh, fuck. New York. New York. (laughs) Of course, Shakespeare. It's a Shakespeare play. And Shakespeare said this phrase means unbind the seance tables to freely communicate the messages of the spirits. Wow. Now you tell me what. You think about that. Why the fuck are you getting that on some stained glass windows? Well, if, you know, we, we've come across it with the Jesters, the Order of Quetzalcoatl, and a lot of Mason inner orders. Uh, I think Crowley's even mentioned them, you know, the, the OTO. Uh, they have Francis Bacon, who is sometimes considered maybe like, you know, one of the two or three people that really was Shakespeare. They do acknowledge Francis Bacon as a saint. But uh, a lot of secret societies are very big into Shakespeare. They're very uh, influenced by him, my opinion. And this is how I think, like, that, I mean, I do think there is an agenda to push weird sexualism and stuff mm-hmm. like that, a world of weird identities. But I do think there is times where people, this is what I think is an example with Shakespeare, he was showing archetypes. He was actually showing male and female energies changing around. There's a fucking whole story going on there that the average person doesn't realize. And they're just like, oh, that dude looks cool in a women's clothes. I have no friends. Maybe I'll dress like that. People like me. They liked him on stage. You know what I'm saying? And then people taking the shit wrong. It's like, no, I really was just trying to show a feminine energy influencing a male or something. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and because, you know, Shakespeare... I believe was into the occult. So that's exactly what he was showing with all that weird shit. So now you saying that she's got a quote in her, her house. I mean, I'm by far sold. This lady was into shit. I mean, yeah. regardless of the seance room. Well, yeah. yeah, 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 no. <laughs> and so my question to you 
is was the millionaire widow Sarah Winchester actually a necromancer because there's a lot of evidence to support that she was calling up the dead well yeah I mean if you're fucking with things from the other side I mean technically uh, I mean it's all like how you want to look at the wordage but I I could see um, I mean when you in magic in my opinion real magic you're kind of almost going back in the past Mm -hmm. back back before you were even conceived so you're the spirit if you're even messing with that stuff or trying to contact other people technically I mean that would be um you know, the rebirth or redeath. You know, it all looks at how you want to look at it, where you're actually being birthed, whereas death, same thing almost in a sense. So I could see like people saying necromancer, like a lot of things I think people use in magic, like all these different names, like chaos magic is no difference in regular magic, really, or thinking, making people change their thinking. Mm-hmm. So like even with necromancing, I mean, it's almost like uh, a word to kind of explain something that's going on anyway. But if you're doing real magic, in my opinion, you would kind of be talking to the dead in a sense you know? okay yeah so that's this is why we're dealing with the dead world in a sense you know yeah she's fascinated by it which is why i think she has that shakespeare quote up there about the seances and like but i did want to tell you a little bit about her past so we can kind of pull that apart mm-hmm. she was named after her older sister who died and so she replaced her dead sister, Sarah, as Sarah. But did they have the same name or did she just take over? Yeah, they named their their first daughter, Sarah, died. And then they had, they got pregnant again and named her Sarah. Oh, okay. Like named her the same name as her dead sister. Like replacing her in a way which i felt like it just sounds sinister like why would you do that yeah like assume the other sister's identity it's like oh first sarah died so we'll just have another baby and we'll name her sarah too and it's like weird i mean also depending on what her family was into i mean i would think uh, believe it or not i do think uh were like names or specific letters do mean stuff in occultism so like they might have stuck with that name sarah because of what it actually kind of represented if they were Mm -hmm. into that shit you know what i'm saying so they might have been hell-bent on her representing something yeah i think it's like all the first one didn't work i guess we'll name the next one well they were pretty affluent people they weren't broke by any means and she grew up right next to Yale University and at a very young age she developed an interest in Rosicrucianism and Freemasonry that's why you got William Shakespeare for sure no one ever brings that up no even in the Jester's initiations and the Quetzalcoatl initiations they they mentioned Shakespeare Mm -hmm. definitely mentioned Shakespeare and stuff and actually, I, I just want to change it for a second because there's a new show on Netflix called The Sandman. Oh, yeah. Wow. Have you watched it? Yeah, I have to rewatch it again. But yeah, I binged it. But... Do you remember when he he finds Shakespeare? Yo, was, wait, was that the part with like his that dude that he kept meeting up with? Didn't he end up like being maybe one or two like kind of or he started he was like a few kind of well-known people throughout his time. Yeah. Around. So basically, they were implying 
that Shakespeare, because of like this darkness that he wanted to portray, like the Sandman gave him this gift of it's really dark. I mean, they mention Alistair Crowley in the first mm. fucking episode. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. You're right. That's New why York- I put it on, actually, is because Lux told me, and that's why I watched it. I was like, oh, it was like right out the gate in the first, it's in the first episode. You're right. They mentioned Crowley. Yes. And it was like the one deity that was supposed to represent desire. What do you think about that? I mean, that was like, whoa. Like, it that's was- crazy. Hey, hey, it's actually something that I think Lux said he'd be interested in covering because I actually think there's so much shit in that show. It's like the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. Yeah, he very much uh, kind of plays like the feminine. You know, a lot of people get get into like, uh, you know, I guess femi- Saturn being more of a feminine thing. But like there is a male aspect to that as well. And I think he was very much symbolizing that. Mm-hmm. And that caught my eye because it's, you normally don't see that as often, you know? I so know. It's normally always like a lot of like, uh, I hate to say the phrasing, you know, like the scarlet horse type stuff or very like, a, a, it's always like a, a woman that's like controlling the scenario. Um, so I, I thought it was interesting seeing that. And I mean, then I've also been kind of seeing stuff even in media going the other direction now, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Like, no. We're getting away sure. from, uh, left pillar stuff, very scarlet horror, feminine energy collapsing in on itself to now we're kind of going to an expansive energy. Get the Ukraine flag colors, perfect example, male colors, green, still on the male tree, even though the queen was wearing it, it's still on the, the male mm-hmm. side. So you get a lot of, uh, you re- I see a, a pendulum swinging and uh, I thought like that show kind of caught my eye because I was like, oh man, you know, here's another male aspect now instead of a female. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there and you can tell me to fuck off New York. But if you guys are going to do a show on the Sandman, count me the fuck in. I will just oh, sit and throw out a comment every now <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you saw it, though, because it was just like endless amounts of like references and like it was so crazy. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely I would suggest it. People to watch if they want to check it out for occult symbolism. Fucking mm. Yes, they, they do suspect that the real William Shakespeare was a Rosicrucian too. Oh, what? Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, holy shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the uh, France, like Francis Bacon, was a Rosicrucian too, and like they think that he is one of like two or three people that was Shakespeare. But regardless, uh, there is a lot pointing back to him being a Rosicrucian. Just in some of his books, I mean, he has, like, shit in there that's just, like, literally, like, shit that matches up with Rosicrucian. Oh, yeah. You're not the first person who's actually told me that. So it's, like, coming full circle. <laughs> you know, everything's like a spider yeah. web. So Sarah Winchester is into Rosicrucianism and Freemasonry. And at the age 23, she married a family friend named William Winchester. Two years later, after she marries William Winchester, she has a daughter born June 15th, 1866. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the date again? June, which is a six. Yeah. 15th, which is a six. Oh, shit. (laughs) 1866. 
So you got you got six, six, and then that would be seven plus twelve, nineteen. Damn, I don't know what that looks like. Uh, ten and bring it down to one. I don't know. Uh, that is interesting though. The first two is six, six, okay. and then sixty-six. I mean, oh no, I'm sorry. That would be nine, and then twelve. That'd be twenty-one, three. So you get six, six, and then three. I just thought that was so weird. You said her husband was named William, right? Yeah, William Winchester. And then she marries him, has a daughter named Annie. And the the sixes was weird because I was like, if this, it is 1866, but it's like weird because the baby mysteriously dies one month later. Oh, wow, really? Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Date that, or is it exactly one month later? It said in July of 1866, one month after she died mysteriously, and it didn't give the date that she died, but oh, it just okay. said a one month later in July. Um, and I guess she was so destroyed by it, like they decided not to have any more children, but instead they just devote every waking minute of their lives into guns (laughs) Um, and so at that time soldiers are still using single shot carbines meaning like every single time they fire the gun they have to stop and reload and as you can imagine this was a waste of fucking time especially like if you're in the middle of like a war stopping to like reload every time you shoot your gun well you know something I do want to add real quick before you get going and I forget yeah, it may not be anything, but the daughter you said was June fifteenth, uh, eighteen sixty six. That would have been uh, when she died. Would have been more than likely. All right, when she was born, she was probably born in Gemini. When she died, it was more than likely if it was a month later. She, that was cancer. I mean, the only weird thing about that, I'm I'm thinking, is because um, especially with Freemasonry, at the top of the pillar, uh, you have a cancer symbol on a lot of them. And they're kind of like cancer can also be kind of like the keyhole of like how you escape the matrix in a sense. Oh, how you shit. break out of the system. So I don't know, like, you know, that would be coming out of the flesh, experiencing magic, you know, baking out of the system. So I don't know if there's anything there. I mean, I hate to even come up with like a weird thing about that. Maybe she was supposed to, who knows, but. It is weird though, that she's surrounded by death. Like she replaced her dead sister. She gets pregnant, baby dies, like, she's so distraught by it, like, she don't even want to have kids anymore after that, and there's a lot more death that surrounds her, but I don't want to, um, jump the gun, (laughs) ha ha, pun intended. Oh god, that was good. (laughs) Okay, so William Winchester's father, Oliver, buys out a bankrupt revolver company and he hires mechanics to create the world's first repeating rifle and it said that this gun was super fucking fast it could fire off 15 shots in 10 seconds and so less than a decade later the winchester rifle is an icon of the west and the family's wealth explodes they become extremely wealthy And so over the next couple of years, Sarah has a bunch of like weird deaths pop up in her life. Her mom, her father-in-law, and then her husband, William Winchester himself dies of tuberculosis. So her daughter, her mom, her father-in-law, and her husband die 
within like a five or six year period. Oh, it sounds suspect. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, see, this this is why I say like if you're surrounded by death just like constantly, and yeah. then you're named after a dead person. I don't know, New York. Like that just it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I. I... Yeah, because I started like going and thinking of like weird shit. Because like you know, I do believe people like kind of like born for certain reasons when it comes to, you know when you get into sick shit. Mm-hmm. So it's like I mean I hate to say it, but when you see that much death around you, you have to start wondering like how much was it like supposed to happen? Yeah, yeah. You know, sacrifices. I hate to say it. Ooh. Yeah. And think of their their invention, the repeating rifle. Like, damn, you know, that's a death machine. Yeah, well, you know, that would be very much like on the beast side of things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like like a lot of like other reasons why I've been thinking we might be heading that way is even just the shit with uh, Elon Musk and with the rockets. It's very like, I mean, it's fucking dick firing off. It's very explosive energy, the complete mm-hmm. opposite side of the left side, raw explosive energy. So like we're seeing rockets. I mean, I would consider that's the same shit. Yeah, you know? I mean, look at you. Even on Skinwalker Ranch, you got them shooting rockets up too. I mean, everybody's representing this phallic energy that has to do with weird shit. Yes, no, that is a good point. That is a really good point. Um, so I would even look at the gun as possibly even being like you know representation of we're playing that side of it now. Who knows? Oh yeah, definitely. But as the story goes. After William Winchester's death, she becomes a recluse and she just sits in her house in Connecticut. She's inconsolable for years. And what she's doing during this time is a fucking mystery. No one knows for sure. And then she pops up all of a sudden in 1885 out of the blue and just heads to California. Like, inconsolable recluse. No one knows what's going on with her. It's a total mystery. Wakes up one day, I'm moving to California. And And so she bought their house, right? Right, because she gets in touch with this guy named Ed Rambo, who is an old business associate of her dead husband. And wait, wait, his name is Ram- Ed Rambo? Was he in Cali? Yes. Oh, fuck. That's so wild. I think I could be wrong. You know what's so funny? Uh, I forgot where I was covering it. Fuck, I, I could be wrong. It may not be California. Um, there was a thing that we came across when we were covering the Order of Quetzalcoatl, and I, I could be wrong, but I thought there was like a Balboa Park. In, uh, in California and it just seems very like it had all this occult structure there and it was just like really weird and I, I started even thinking about like you know as crazy as it sounds I'm like well Rocky Balboa I'm like looking at his movies now but whatever but I just think it's, it's funny if, if Rambo and Balboa yeah no the name stuck out to me because I was like Ed Rambo I was like this is so fucking I was like is this, where, is this where Stallone got all these names from <laughs> That would be fucked up. <laughs> um, Sorry, I threw you so he and he was involved with the the Winchester family because he was like a longtime friend of the family, and that's why she reached out to him. Is was she said like, "Hey, I need your help. I want to move to California um, and buy a house." And so he took her to like this desolate area that was considered to be at the time like an untouched frontier, mm-hmm. and. It was a 45-acre ranch surrounded by fruit farms. At the time, the farmhouse was just an eight-bedroom house, and it was, like, kind of dilapidated. 
Yeah, yeah. I know they said there was like levels that were like kind of like ruins just from. Like- yeah, it was just dilapidated piece of shit, and she. <laughs> kept- <laughs> Yeah, it was. She kept the original structure, though, and just started building onto it. Oh, yeah, that was like a money pit, but she had the money to throw at it, and then she made it into something, for sure. Well, yeah, that, and and whether it be mental illness or she was conjuring up some shit, I mean, she built off of that dilapidated structure. So she hires a construction team, and she designs the remodel herself. Now, here's the part you were waiting for. Yes, that's right. The plans, right? Her plans have zero logic, and the workers were never given architectural blueprints, only Sarah's rough sketches that she channeled. Oh, that's fucking weird. So she would just show up one day with a sketchbook, and she would say... I channeled this, and this is what the room is supposed to look like. I can't believe she even told the workers that she even channeled. You know, it's bad enough that you're handing them fucking, you know, artwork and saying, make this. Yeah, well, her servants went to their fucking graves, zipped lips. They never said a fucking word about what went on in that mansion. A fucking word. Wow. This is, that's, I mean, just from the stuff that I've seen, there's like tons of weird architecture in that. Fucking, you got like uh, staircases like going all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they have them like leading to nowhere in some parts too? Yeah, leading to nowhere. And so by the end of it, the house has 160 rooms, including 40 bedrooms, 40 staircases, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 52 skylights. 47 fireplaces, three elevators, two basements, and only one shower. <laughs> you said you said a thousand what? Uh, things of windows? 10,000 oh. windows. Okay, and then you said something, uh, 2,000 or two something? 2,000 doors. 2,000 doors. See, that's weird because like today we were covering... Uh, the Kabbalah, me and Lux. And on the first, I would consider, Ke- well, Kether would be the first sphere, which I can maybe see. That's why there were so many fucking windows, even though this is a one. All those zeros don't really matter. It's just the one is there. Um, there's this, there's a god now that falls on the second sphere called Chokma, and his name is Janus. And you can see him depicted with two heads, one looking one way, one looking the other way. And it was almost as if he is like a door. Sometimes you'll see him with a key in his hand. And he is on the second sphere. So I'm wondering if that's why there's that many doorways to represent Chokma. Who's on the fourth sphere? Uh, that would be another male god. You could say maybe Zeus or... Uh, I'd have to look that up. Maybe Thor might even fit there. Yeah, because 40 bedrooms... Oh, Amun-Ra. I mean, you know, but that's so, a Yeah, 40 bedrooms, 40 staircases. 47 fireplaces. That's so, wow. I mean, you're going to have three something. Was there a three in there at all or a seven? 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, six kitchens. Okay. okay. Two basements, three elevators, three elevators. Okay. Yeah. Three elevators. I don't know why you'd have 40 fucking bedrooms and only one shower, but I guess. 
You know, it's interesting. This, this could be a stretch, but the sixth sphere in the tree, all a lot of the spheres all connect to that. And when you're in the kitchen, you're putting a whole bunch of shit together and making something out of it. <laughs> I mean, that could be it off. But, yeah. I mean, but, like, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, an occultist will think like that, though. I'm Especially if, like, look at this lady has worked on her house since the day she had it. So the day she died, right? She was always yeah. doing something with it. Did the mm-hmm. lady, in my opinion, was burnt the fuck out from magic. She's probably fucking with it too much. Has too much going on in her head and she just constantly needs to do something. Mm-hmm. She's probably like kind of like half lost, it. and is just taking occult concepts and like I'm just going to build it in my house. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy yeah, because town. people get fucked up like that. Get this shit, New York. The townspeople described her as fucking bizarre as fuck, <laughs> and they said they said no, she dressed. <laughs> yeah, she dressed in all black, wore oh. black gloves, and a black veil covering her face. Uh, well, that would be the uh, the black the, the first feminine energy that comes into the Kabbalah is black. It's the black sphere, Binah. That's the first time uh, the feminine. That's like the you know all almighty feminine energy would be black if she wanted to dress uh, black purple. Oh my god! So this yeah. bitch really was into some dark shit. I knew it. Uh, Saturn gets a lot of black, you know, black mm-hmm. brown purple. Yeah, she never invited anyone over. And the only people besides Sarah herself allowed in the house were her workers and the servants, which carried the secrets to their deaths of what went on in that house. Nobody ever talked about it. And even Teddy Roosevelt came to her home, specifically made the trip just to see her. And she refused to let him in the house. What the fuck did he go to see her for? He said... He was a gun lover and wanted to meet the heiress of the Winchester rifle family fortune, whatever. He wanted to meet her. Goes all the way to San Jose to meet her. Wouldn't let him in the fucking gate. <laughs> I mean, I just find it weird that the, uh, I don't know. I, sometimes I don't think people are as naive as they are. So I just don't, I'm like, why would the president even want to go see her? Why? Like you have no idea. You're someone who should know the you know all this intelligence about the country you're in. You don't know this lady's weird before you start heading there. It's like one day he was sitting there and he told Eleanor, he's like, you know that old lady that wears the black veil around town has all those servants in her house, been building on the house constantly for the past fifteen. I want to go visit her and see what she's doing. Break some bread, have some coffee. No, this is not <laughs> happening. Like there is there is something that's not being said here about that. Yeah, I, th- I think I think him going to the house is very uh, fucking weird, actually. Yeah, it is fucking weird. But so I'm sure you found this while you were watching videos or whatever. But there was like a humongous earthquake that destroyed like yes. half the house. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucked that the workers were like, "Oh, we got to start over. Like, there's no way we can't save this." And she was like, "Oh no, we're gonna save it." And she literally had everything reconstructed after the earthquake. And she did not start over. Like, she was like, oh, this is perfect. We'll just keep remodeling, remodeling, remodeling. We'll just fix everything. And construction literally never stopped until she died. And she would say, like, if I stop working on the house, then I'll die. And in 1910... 
when the construction slowed down, her health did take a turn for the worse. And then by the fall of 1920, uh, 1922, she's barely hanging on by a thread, makes all the arrangements for her will, and then dies September 5th, 1922, in her sleep. So I'm like, that's wild. That's actually, I mean, that as soon as she stopped working on the house, her health went down. Yeah, and then she died. And what was uh what was the September what was that? September fifth, nineteen twenty two. Anything interesting else happened on that day? Oh well let's see what day it was too of the week. It might be interesting. Friday. Uh, yeah. Oh f- uh no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you that I told you that it was a lot of weird Friday? I noticed a lot of weird stuff with that with a guest I had on one time. I, I don't remember. She was doing a lot of uh, Susan Mary Fine Art. I don't know if you know who she is. She's, she has an Instagram account, kind of big. She does uh, gematria a lot. And uh, we had her on the occult rejects, and she started having, a, you know, the commonalities we started noticing, or I did, because I started looking at some of the dates that she was showing to people. And I was like, do you realize a lot of these people all died on Fridays? I was like, what the fuck's up with that? <laughs> but uh, no, this was on a Tuesday. Yeah, no, fuck that. yeah so like i told you even after she dies the servants won't fucking utter a word and then this amusement park owner john brown buys the house after sarah's death and turns it into the tourist attraction that everyone sees today but so nobody knew what the house looked like on the inside because nobody was ever allowed to fucking go in there and the servants and people who worked there would not spill any tea so until he turned it into a tourist (laughs) attraction nobody knew like what was really going on in there everyone is fixated on this seance room right and here's the details on the seance room it has three doors to get in Mm. but only one door to get out so one of the doors is the exit one door takes you down a narrow passageway to a closet and the other door drops you eight feet into the kitchen below. Drops you eight feet? Yes. And this is the seance room. Three ways to get in, only one way to get out. Once you get in there, one door takes you drops you eight feet down into the kitchen the other door takes you down a narrow ass passage all the way down to a fucking empty closet oh i remember seeing that mm-hmm. actually yes uh them pointing that out like there was like this long hallway was there even like steps involved in that and just like went down to like nothing it just went down to like a empty closet oh, like yeah. literally it was weird and so have you watched um watched have you listened to my laurel canyon Part one. No, I didn't know. Uh, no, no, I have not. I have okay. Well, in that episode. Thing, actually, so much fucking crazy shit over there. Oh, yeah. So in that episode, I mentioned a little something about Harry Houdini being involved in weird shit that goes on in Laurel Canyon. And Harry Houdini himself was invited for a private tour of the house and was invited to conduct a seance in the house wow a private seance he goes to this closet of sarah winchester's robes 
And according to Houdini, she used a different robe for each spirit that she spoke to. Uh, yeah. Does this make any sense to you? Because I'm drawing a blank on why she would have done that. Uh, well, believe it, when I used to practice, depending on what day or what uh, energy I was working with would determine what I'm probably wearing over my shit. You know, I'm going to try to match colors to a certain extent, or I might just use like a regular... You know, you could always you could always just go with the plain black or plain white, whichever way you're feeling. But uh, I mean, I had extra stuff where um, I'd have it on to match. Like if I was uh, say I wanted to do something on a Thursday, I might make sure I have blue on me somewhere because that represents uh-huh. Thursday or Jupiter. Or I could go for like the sphere chess head if I was even just dealing with Kabbalistic stuff. I could even choose blue to go with that, or per you know maybe purple, but. You know, blue would fit well. So this would make sense then if she Oh, was- yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's when you want to get extra or if you're getting very specific. You're very specific on stuff. It's kind of like when you want to get more specific with, with stuff in magic, it's almost like you're going to have extra things to get to mean specific uh, like elements or aspects. Or, okay. or, or a lot of times it could also be a lot of just mental connection. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I have a red candle. The red candle may not be doing anything, but in your mind, the red candle represents something. It represents yeah. what you're doing. So sometimes you'll even have a lot of that overlaid just for the fucking mind aspect. Okay, so that makes sense then. Yeah, no, I, I I would totally say that 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 is normal if they're probably serious in what they're doing. I totally would see that. Okay. Also in the Goetia, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Goetia. That is like a book of 72 demons that you will have to, uh, that, that you can raise and kind of bind in a triangle and take control of it and, you know, supposedly get stuff out of it or whatever. Um, each one of those all have their specific signs and all like their little things that are different. So, te- you know, I, depending on how this person was looking at her, I mean, that, that could be a perfect example. If she was working with that stuff every time, she worked with a specific demon, she would have a different outfit as well in different things. Oh, fuck. Like, cause like you're, cause what you're also going to do is you're going to go in front of it with its sigil saying like, I'm controlling you as well. So, you know, if a person is just looking at a design that you're wearing on your shirt and doesn't fully understand it, they could still consider that different outfits where it's like, well, it's maybe the same row. I just got a different fucking sign on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so because you had because there's that specific. They have their own signs, and you got to use their own shit to some, you know, evoke them. You know, see, that's what I'm talking about, New York. I knew you were the first <laughs> to have on this fucking episode. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Okay, now your thoughts on a place called the Hall of Fires? It's literally a corridor. You open the door, and it's got four fireplaces in it. That's it. Okay. What do you think about this? Four specific fireplaces in yeah, well, one four. corridor. Four would go back to uh, again. That is the uh, on the Kabbalah Tree of Life. First three spheres. I found the seance room interesting because you said it had three. Um, this, the top of the tree, the first three spheres are all in the spirit form. For the most part, the third one is kind of like half in and half out. That's the spirit kind of world being birthed into this world or vice versa. But the first three really are of like spirit and out of body. Um, so I can see the seance room having three associated with it. 
Now the four, now the third sphere would be the feminine energy that births you into this world. The first masculine sphere is going to be number four. And mm-hmm. fire, uh, you get fire and air is for male, and you have uh, water and earth for female when it comes to representing uh, stuff. So the four fires, I could see maybe representing that in a sense. You know, chess head, males, you know, male, fire. You know what they said she fucking used it for? What? To dry her laundry. My ass, come on, New York. You looking at me crazy like that's even, that's preposterous, that. She used it to dry her laundry. But again, the crazy thing is, is that to her, she would just be like, oh, I'm drying my laundry and it's representing a fucking, it's something occult to me. Like, <laughs> yo, it could be that fucking, she could have been that off. I mean, we could really. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. I just hope that's just a bad excuse of what she was using it for. It's a horrible excuse. <laughs> but the long hallway, see that? Yeah, they even like, again, almost a phallic symbol. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, that that's what I was Questionable. Yeah. She could have even like, well, you know, that could have been like a fucking, what I was even going to say, like that long hallway, even going to like a cabin or whatever you say, closet. These things could have been altars or shrines. You know what I'm saying? That whole way with the four fucking things. That could have been like a a specific. um... Now, if I was rich, I guess, you know, and I was still practicing, this is what I would do. Like I was saying before, when I worked with certain spheres on the tree, I had certain things that would go with it, certain colors, this and that. I guess if I had the money, uh, you know, I instead of setting up a different altar every time I want to change it, I just would, you know, make one and leave it and maybe I go have another room and put my other one in there, you know, so I could just keep building upon it and never take it down. That could have been specifically like, like me just for that sphere, for those experiences, for that stuff with the Kabbalah, that room could have just been whenever she wanted to work with chess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, that is- that's, I'm just getting mm-hmm. like things that I could see as being a magician. Like if you had money, things that would make it easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> and no, if you wanted I mean- to be extra, you know, she had endless amounts of money. And I mean, psychics and mediums and people have been in there and they say they detect a lot of demonic activity. Um, but the one thing I wanted to end it with is that, or not end it with, but this is a closing thought for like the part about her. After William died, Sarah goes to this Boston medium named Adam Coons and asked him to summon William's spirit and basically this Adam Coons conveyed messages to Sarah from William, one of them being a warning. And William said that Sarah was in great danger and she would be forever haunted by the spirits of every soul killed by the Winchester rifle unless she built them a home, a vessel. And some even say that the way Sarah designed the home was to act as a labyrinth to confuse the spirits so they would not be able to find her. Your thoughts? Holy shit. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could see that making sense. Uh, I, and, you know, I was just thinking before, too, you know, I mentioned the Goetia. I could see maybe using some of those things in there to have conversations with the other side as well. So, uh, you know, I'm wondering, like now I'm really wondering, was she kind of maybe fucking with, you know, fucked up entities to do what she was doing? I think she was. Um, 
uh, and if you were, and I guess if I guess if structure does have some sort of an influence on these entities, I mean, it would totally make sense. I mean, I guess I'd be trying to confuse the fuck out of them. I mean, I I need some fucking sleep. Yeah, think of it. It really is like a labyrinth. Like you go up a staircase and then you get to the top and it's the fucking ceiling or something. Like weird shit. Like, oh, I'm just going to open this door 20 foot drop to your death on the sidewalk. Yo, yo, wasn't there one going out like the side of the house? Yes. And it looked (laughs) like it would have just been a bathroom or something. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That shit cracked me up when I saw that. Yo, there's a door on the fucking outside of the top of the... Yes, and it wasn't (laughs) locked. You could just open it and... Yeah, it was open, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yo, could you imagine walking the fuck out of that? Can you imagine, like, oh, how how did they die? Well, they were at Sarah Winchester's house, and they had to take a shit, and they ended up opening a door in the hallway that just went right outside, and they splattered themselves on the sidewalk. What the fuck? You know what that reminds me of? I don't know where this show took place. I hope you maybe you know what the name you remember this, but you probably don't. It was a really shitty movie. Do you remember Nothing But Trouble? Yeah, didn't it have Chevy Chase in it? Yes. Mm hmm. And they were, uh, they were like in some weird house. I'm just wondering where it took place. Uh, it was like some kind of like court. Like they went to uh, Dan Aykroyd was like the judge. Oh, he played like a bunch yep. of fucking different people, but somehow like him and uh, I forgot this chick's name, uh, Demi Moore. Him and Demi Moore end up like Chevy Chase and Demi Moore end up in front of uh, Dan Aykroyd as like a judge, and like they're trying to break out of the fucking place, and it's like all these weird like maze and shit inside the whole house to get out. Yeah, that was one Pretty of my fucking weird. favorite movies. And there was like some weird hot dog train. Oh, yeah, you, you remember that? <laughs> that was disgusting. It was like a weird. Oh, hot dog God, like, his nose looked it like, like it. Like, too. Out the bun. Like... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to. Oh, I, I think it might have taken place technically like around New York. So and I was just wondering, like, yo, imagine this shit's like. This took place over in California near the fucking same house. It wouldn't fucking surprise me. Yeah, I don't think so. But I, I did check, though. It was, a, it was an interesting thing. just popped into my head. No, yeah. My mom was obsessed with that movie. And we laughed at the same, like, five parts over and over again. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my final little snippet that I have here is about that dude named Aiden Sinclair who is putting on magic shows at the mansion to this day and he calls himself an illusionist but my question first off is Sinclair as in the same Sinclairs that trace their bloodline back through the St. Clair family being descendants of Jesus and Mary Magdalene wow and he's going the yeah. illusionist in the Winchester mansion. See, sometimes, like, I wonder, like, all right, with that house, what, I mean, is it part of the architecture and what she was doing inside the house? Could it be a mixture of that and ley lines or maybe something specific with that area? Is this some sort of maybe almost like mag- magnetic field that if you were to feed it, helps it create things? Um, that, you know, so that could all be there. So like other people could probably go there and if they understand what they're doing, kind of take advantage of like a, maybe a hot spot. Like, 
like think about it new york she could have fucking opened up a portal in that motherfucker and just as a side note this sinclair family who traces their bloodline back through the saint Clairs, were a part of the priory of scion who practiced hermetic black magic think about it i don't know i i, I listen i mean if i was to have ghost equipment and I was to go there, I'd be doing it completely different than everybody else because I'd be expecting to be finding shit and I'd probably do shit to try to get it to come out. But <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that there is residual energy in places like those. That's what I was trying to get at before. And either from things that they've done, was it already predisposed from where it was built, how the house is built, and you could just never change it unless you're to break it down because of the geometry. You know, whatever reason, I, I do think that, like, uh, I even think, like, totally honest with you like all right put it this way if zach baggins ends up there soon then yeah there's some fucking weird occultism probably going on because he he's just already been to... there oh has you go come on <laughs> no he's already been there <laughs> oh fuck yo yo seriously i do watch his shit and i but i you know and i'll knock him too he's very good at what he does i just don't really care for i think it's horrible but he is good at what he does. But I think, honestly, in my opinion, I do think he's into the occult. And this is why this place is he chooses to go because he thinks it's a hot spot. Or what I was getting at, me as a magician, I would go to these places maybe knowing that if I feed it a little bit something, can I get a reaction as well? Or can I manifest something as well? So I do think you have magicians out there showing you paranormal silly shit. But they're actually neither hoping they find something or they're trying to use that area to create something and let's just see if we can get it on film, you know? Oh, yes. And I've always said like Zach from ghost adventures, like, could they not have found a more attractive guy? Like they had to put this ugly motherfucker up. Was there even an interview with this guy? Yeah. When he was younger, at least he looked like he was, well, then again, I mean, to me it was obvious he was juiced up, but like at least younger, he was in better shape. But even then, I guess if women realized he was like kind of a juice head, that might have still not have helped. Yeah, he's like a two out of ten. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I've never I've never liked him. But the show is cool for what it is, obviously. Oh, I think yeah, it's, it's entertainment. Yeah, it's just entertainment. Nothing I love Aaron. Like he's retarded. It's funny. Yeah, Aaron's the best the one. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. always getting fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't want to go in this and Aaron, you know? <laughs> Really, always put Aaron in the that. fucked up areas. Yeah, he's, he has the he's the most like animated, comical like person I think in that field. Really. Okay, so what do you think about the dead files with Amy? <laughs> Amy Allen. Amy Allen. Yeah. What Yo, do you think about so that? So many memes. So many memes. I love the eyes. I love the eyes. She's got crazy eyes. Do, do you um, but legit? you know what? I think she's legit. I do too. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, and um, you know, legit. Where she, I think she understands magic for sure. I think she can pick up things. Now, how theatrical is she? I don't know. The, the you know, I don't know to the degree of that. But I definitely do think that woman. She she's legit. Yeah, she, I've always loved the dead files. I mean, and if you even think about, I forgot who did I? I saw somebody. Um, some other show had the dude from the dead files on for like a two minute guest. And it was like this other show that's only been out for a few years. I'm like, you know, so it was just kind of funny how like they even busted his chops. Like, oh, you guys have been at it for so long, but just never got that break. If you really think about it, they're actually out of all those shows. They really aren't. They kind of are like the most least known, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I wonder because is it, you know, 
maybe like she's a little bit legit and unless she unless she kind of picks a team she just won't get anywhere i don't know why more people aren't watching that as opposed to ghost adventures because i feel like the stuff that she finds is way more I've actually, I've, that's I've what actually, you're going for i've actually thought about trying to contact the guy and seeing if i can get him on my show actually the investigator the detective <laughs> fuck yeah yeah He's really like no nonsense kind of guy. Like he'll go. In oh, there I just and- think it would sound funny the both of us even talking together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, and just to hear like, because I'm, I'm sure there's like there's stuff that just maybe didn't make the show that he could still talk about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about like what you do for a living as you travel around with a psychic medium, going to haunted houses, talking to people. Then you find out it's all re- death certificates stuff about the property and like it for me it's just how could he not you know I don't know maybe he does believe in it maybe he doesn't he always says he's like a skeptic or whatever but I would be two episodes in and be full sold out like believer like yes this woman is seeing some shit you know what I'm saying yeah I mean you can even put it as easy as this I mean this is this is like I, I don't picture myself like going this serious but Eventually, hopefully by next year, I do plan on buying some paranormal equipment because I do actually want to try to like prove in certain ways magic, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, if I had that type of stuff, I mean, and if people told me like if I had the equipment, like serious equipment, and if people told me like, listen, you know, I think my house might be haunted or there's something weird going on. I mean, I would legit just go there and I, I would no lie, probably for free, just to see if I can study and pick something up. I would go and, and go set up and do that type of shit. Cause to me, it would be like me trying to study and show magic or magic more for me, not so much paranormal, but like, I could see how somebody like, so what I'm getting at is somebody who's into, used to be into magic, used to be a ceremonial magician. I would actually love doing that. But it's not something I would get into. I got my podcast instead, but um, that would really interest me a lot because it would be almost like me going out with toys and trying to scientifically now prove magic instead of me doing all my little shit that I used to. Do. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's kind of like I, I understand, I have an idea maybe of what magic and the paranormal is. And I think I might be able to prove it with science with these machines. That would be me. And like for all you know, that could be her. And she just got a little bit of popularity and got on TV. I think she's awesome. Yeah, I no, mean, no. I think I think yeah. she's a real deal, and I'm not I'm not saying anything bad, negative about her. I don't know her that well, but I do definitely think uh, I will give her credit. I think she is one of the few that actually is gifted. Put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I definitely. would agree with that a hundred percent. So, what do you think about the spirit box or whatever? It's like basically like the white noise. You ask a question, the answer kind of comes through in some type of like. Um. There's certain ones that I'm not a fan of. Unfortunately, not to fucking bang on Zach again, but the kind of one, like they have one, I I don't know if I, maybe I'm confused with the type of box it is, but it's like too much and too loud. And it just seems like you can pick up so much. And then there's other ones that it just sounds like it's more of like, kind of like white noise and just things kind of coming in and out. It's hard to explain. Some of them I would, uh, I, I would use. I don't know how, much i would value it 
but there's definitely ones I would not use because I think it's just spitting out too much random shit or it's just made to spit out random shit. So people buy it. I was going to ask you that. Like it's made for TV. Well, you know what the thing is too, you know, from what I've even started noticing from having some paranormal investigators on my show, you'd actually be surprised how a lot of that equipment is actually kind of bought almost directly from somebody who makes it as well. Mm, okay. So like, you, you know, you can, yeah. So there's you can no like, for all you know, or it could be real, you know, legit for real, which you know, I'm sure is out there, but I mean, you know, you have no idea. Yeah. There's no ghost R us. You just go and pick up. Uh, well, I mean, you can, doctor. you can buy the shit online, but I like anybody that I know that's like, uh, you, you can even see Zach or anybody professional. They'll probably, if you're watching ghost hunters, ghost adventures, any of those shows, at some point, they'll probably mention a piece of equipment that they bought from a specific person, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it's not like a store, you know, somebody actually made, it, you know, yeah, bought that a lot on a lot of ghost shows. And, and plus the people that I've had on my own show, I've noticed that. So you have to also wonder, like, you know, is it even working? Did you like Ghost Hunters? I liked them at first uh, for a what, while. What because... were they called? Taps. Yes. Transatlantic. Paranormal Society, maybe? Or something? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or th- something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I liked them a lot at first because uh, they seemed to debunk a lot. So at oh, least they I was did like, it a oh, lot. You know, but at least like, I knew they weren't trying to sell me on like, oh, wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes you actually got a whole episode that just kind of sucked. And I was like, oh, well, you know, at least I thought it was like somewhat kind of, you know, not scripted. I think eventually it just got just like the rest. But uh and, you know, that's what I've heard why they even broke up. I don't know how truthful that was because one didn't want to do that anymore and the other one did. I don't know. That was one of the very few shows that when I was a, like kind of like in the later teens that I actually like specifically watched. Mm-hmm. I watched it in um, <laughs> I watched it in elementary school. So I'm I'm a little bit younger, but I do remember watching it as a kid and being like, they never see any fucking ghosts on this show. <laughs> like it was always just like, why the fuck do I do in every week? And then when Everyone they did give you a say, crumb, you thought it was yeah. exciting, right? Right. Yeah, I was so excited every Wednesday. You the ghost hunters. And then it was like they never saw a fucking ghost. But it was still cool because it was one of the first shows like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's funny though when you look back at it too. One thing I did think was weird was like. I was like, yo, the whole Rotor Rooter thing, like that had to be bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and they always che- they'd always check the fucking toilet and in every fucking house that they went in, they'd be like, I'm having ghost activity. Well, is your toilet clogged? Is your shower drained? <laughs> I think Rotor Rooter was just a big sponsor of theirs when they first started to help pay for the cost of the show, I'm sure. Because I really don't, I was like, come on, like, why are you getting that whole, like, why'd you even have to take that whole angle? But for the most part, I did think the show was kind of like, okay, because it didn't seem over the top for a long yeah. time. I think it lasted a long time. There was a little bit of weird shit that they kind of did, I think, almost reality TV-ish with some of the characters. Oh, yeah. Like the first, I think, season or two, they ended up getting rid of that one kid because he was just like a constant problem. He's having problems with this girl. He's having problems working with people on the show, blah, blah, blah. Then there's that one kid that started liking the fucking chick that was there. And yeah, yeah. Oh, we can't be having that. It was like a little bit of a kind of reality TV tossed in there. Mm-hmm. That shit, I was kind of like, oh, man, don't do that. But yeah, but for the most Stick part, to the ghosts, cool. assholes, but no, <laughs> New York, 
this is the part, this is the part of the show where I ask you some personal questions about you. Okay, sure. And now this is going to be part of my spooktacular for October. So, what was your favorite thing you dressed up as for Halloween as a kid? Oh man, the only thing I can really well that I remember, I guess that I kind of liked. I think uh, Dracula, but like that was like kind of like my mom's idea, and I kind of stuck with that. But like once I got to a certain age, I really didn't dress up anymore. So that's like really the only thing I can think of. Was it a homemade costume? <clears throat> well, it was like a mixture of like stuff from the store, and then like <clears throat> my mom did all like the fucking you know, blood. And I mean, my mom loved Halloween, so I was like, me fucking, too. <laughs> yeah, I was all extra. I had fucking blood coming all over me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did your mom take you to the rich neighborhood to trick or treat? Uh, no, but that's funny because like I, I like I, I people I know people who have done that, and that's that is like that was like a thing. Like even on Long Island, like you could be in a decent area and then like go fifteen minutes and then like be in somewhere like I could never afford here. So like you could just even take like a ride fifteen to twenty minutes away and end up in some like little area that like I'm sure you're gonna do a lot better off if you're not going those days. Oh, yeah. My mom would take us to this place in Kentucky. It was like where all the doctors and people lived and they would only open the gates for Halloween. So nobody could really go into the neighborhood unless you lived there. But for Halloween, they would open the gates and like they'd give us like candy apples and like those big humongous chocolate bars for like cooking and just the most extravagant trick or treating ever. And I just always thought it was funny because she'd be like, we're going to go trick or treating in the rich neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, Yay! <laughs> yeah, that's fucking awesome. though. No, I have plenty of times I've heard of that. No, with me, with a kid, I was just I think we kind of just stayed in our area. Mm. The black radius. And that was it. What's your go-to? But, but it was Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. Son of the devil. Really oh, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Vampire. Sucking What's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh. Are you a chocolate guy or Snickers? Snickers? No, neither that or peanut butter cups. Peanut butter cups. Yeah, I'm not into candy corn or. Hell fucking no. It tastes like toothpaste. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was much more like, uh, you know, if I got like M&M's or small little candy bar things, I'm cool with that. I was really never into like a lot of the chewing candy and stuff. No Sour Patch Kids? Oh, no, those are all right. No, those, I actually do like those. It's just, it's not something I think about. But if I was, mm-hmm. I would have them, for sure. And then, of course, the honorary question of the show is, what is your favorite scary movie? Oh. Or show. Scary movie or show? Damn, that's a good question. Scary movie. Well, oh, fuck, no, I can't even say that. It's so silly. I was going to say The Blair Witch because I thought it was real when I saw it, but it's, like, so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm just saying I it. thought it was real when I saw it as yeah, well. Yeah, because I, like, literally saw it the day of or the day after and didn't mm-hmm. know until, like, a few days after the fact. I think I read it in, like, the newspaper or something. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, what a letdown, pricks. It's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, yeah, because at the time, I thought that was the creepiest shit. Uh, oh, I favorite think- horror movie? Yeah, you know what? We're probably, uh, hmm. I don't know. All right. I can't say favorite, but if I was to suggest 
So I guess maybe yeah, my favorite would probably be the Rob Zombie Halloween. Okay. That's the first time I've gotten that. So yeah. good. I love original answers. Yeah, he definitely stepped up Halloween and Michael Myers and spun occultism all over that shit. Mm-hmm. He really, he did a great job and really making something that, in my opinion, was already on that, you know, to that extent. He really, like, put a lot of work into <laughs> adding a lot. Yeah. They made a horror movie about the Winchester Rifle Mansion. Yes, I saw that on that site. You sent it to me, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, I watched it. It was the whole thing available or uh, was or would you have to pay for it? Yeah, I think you have to pay for it, but okay, it was right. on Netflix for free for a time. And that's when oh, I wow. watched Damn. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It was embellished, obviously. Because nobody really knows what she was doing in there because she didn't never let anyone in. And anyone who worked there never said anything. So obviously everything in the movie is conjecture. But basically she would trap the spirits in these rooms. And like she'd put a certain number of nails in the door, you know. But you know how sometimes they can take something that's true and even add more like occult shit to it by putting little clues and stuff in. Uh-huh. I felt like that's what they were doing with the movie. Oh, now you piqued my interest. I'm going to have to see if I can watch it. Because she would be like, this room is for this spirit. And this door needs to get nine nails. You know what I mean? It was weird like that. This is what I'm getting at, where like she legit could have had a different type of room for different energies that she was working with. Like on the tree of life, you would would have nine, at least nine rooms, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh it's very that's very weird. And I like nails are very symbolic on like kind of like grounding you to this plane or bringing you back. Mm-hmm. I think she was into some dark shit for sure. No, no. Yeah, the more you talk about with like the definitely being specific, I, I'm like really questioning like if like the Goetia, like you were saying before, or she was definitely fucking around with stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think she might have been. I mean, you can even get into Nokia magic. She might have been doing, and, and that's a whole fucking that's some serious shit. Which could yeah. be why there's so much weird shit with that house because that is some pretty like you know if you get into a Nokia magic, or in my opinion, you are like really going out there an extent let's just say that she didn't do anything by accident it was all on purpose right never a blueprint only a sketch that was channeled all of this i saw this one youtube video where this guy who was like into architecture said she was doing all this and it made perfect sense because She was putting windows here to let light into the lower floors and it would make sense to put a door here. And as he was talking, he was making himself look like an ass. Like there's no reason on fucking planet fucking earth. It makes sense to put trap doors that drop down 13 feet. Like people always try to debunk stuff that cannot be fucking debunked. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. That's what I was getting at too. When I had watched whatever I watched, it's like they skimmed over shit that I think that you and me would just be like, oh, hold up. Can we go back? You're right. Like, like, I don't think that's just so cut and dry. Like, let me look. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is some demonic shit. Nobody needs to go there unless you are prepared to leave with something, probably. Yeah, that's the unfortunate part of that, is you never mm-hmm. know. Especially a very, you know, weak-minded person, and that's not knocking anybody a lot, you know, or uh, maybe if you have, like, just, like, certain mental illness or if you're just very scared or depressed, unfortunately, people like that, too, are very easy target, and they can walk away worse than they did going in there. Mm-hmm. What would you say? This is a selfish question, but like, if you were going to go like on a ghost tour or something like that, do you do anything like to put the shield up? Me? I mean, if I was to go, I, you know, I I think, I don't even think I would, I'd probably just believe it or not. I mean, depending, I guess, depending on where I'm going, if somebody was like, hey, you want to come here? Uh, for the most part, I think I would probably just walk in and just if I felt uncomfortable, then knew to leave and then reassess the situation. But I think, honestly, for the most part, I probably would just walk straight into a place. But if I had to, I mean, listen, if somebody thought their place was fucked up and I thought it was fucked up, I mean, I mean, I guess to be totally honest with you, I mean, if somebody really believed and was desperate, I mean, I would even probably try to try banishing stuff basic mm-hmm. banishing stuff and i would approach the situation that way <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh you know I, I don't know like uh i mean i don't know i don't think i would go into a place like really that that worried because like i i, I think i would i would know something's wrong before it got bad mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then i would just decide is this worth me going any farther but uh, i mean no i, I if if I wanted to, I mean, even a basic meditation and just visualizing a shield around me or a ball around me for a while and then going, that could be even good enough sometimes. Or I could wear a certain, uh, I mean, I would even be open to wearing like certain oils or carrying mm-hmm. certain crystals with you. I mean, there is there is ways that you could approach that stuff and protect yourself, yeah. I probably, I would probably uh, go to the extent of trying if it was definitely like really worth it. Yeah, I always just worry because like there's a lot of places that you go on an even day-to-day basis, even maybe somebody's house that you think you know. Yo, you, you know nailed it right there. You literally could just go to someone's house that you know of from and not even realize that shit's like uh affecting you, actually. Yeah, or, like, that's are actually yeah. bothering you or like uh screwing up like 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 what if there's like the, your your the friends fine, but like the parents like you have no idea what kind of energy is going on in that house that could be you know affecting just a person on in general. Yeah, I have crystals by my door, my front door, for like I don't want nobody coming up in her and they yeah. have some weird shit on them. You know what I'm well, saying? You could easily really. I hate to say it, just sometimes people. Like, again, like I was getting at, I guess, like, if you were somebody who, like, lived in fear or hate or shame, you're, when you, when you're, when you're not like that and you're around the person like that, you always do kind of feel like a kind of an awkwardness or an uncomfortability if you pick up on energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just think about that, how, like, sometimes even when somehow, like, I, I could see you and be like, oh, just she doesn't feel right. Something's bothering her and just know it somehow. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and then like oh like oh i feel better blah 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 like you know what i'm saying like people can sometimes even sense that without even being like that close and knowing before you even approach a person just think about somebody who's really fucked up like how that could affect you 
Mm-hmm. You no, know, I, I really do think like people do pick up a lot that they don't realize that is intuition. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I was just talking to someone the other day because they said, I don't know why, like, I want to be their friend. They seem nice enough, but every time I'm around them, I feel tired and depressed and like, I just feel drained. And I was like, first off, that should be a red flag because that's something called discernment. They might look like a nice person or act like a nice person or even say things that you like. But if you feel like you just got hit by a truck every time you're around them, that's a problem. You know There's what I'm saying? So I always worry about that kind of stuff, opening myself up to certain kind of situations or even people. Now, people can have demons themselves, and that's what you're feeling. I hate to say. You know, like, yeah, like, well, I've, yeah. even, like I've even, like, I've, I even had a friend in the OTO that uh, used to fuck with the go sometimes and then started having experiences and stopped. And there was a f- female friend of ours that was uh, in the OTO and uh, there was, like there was only like me and like maybe a few people that I really kind of spoke to because I really didn't I just knew I didn't feel so there's very few people that I kind of like actually talked to them especially in a magical you know uh, relationship and like we all noticed like she was like kind of like riding that stuff pretty she's going pretty hard with it just like kind of got into that and was just going through their gods and like kind of wasn't going back to like you know anything else like it's not like oh like you just wanted to dabble like you're kind of like just going that way and just like weird shit just was not going right you even felt an uncomfortability around there and my friend friend even said to me he's like bro he's like when you play with shit enough you start to smell like it Mm. he's like and that's exactly (laughs) (laughs) he's like the world's turning to shit and he's like, and people are even picking it up off for just the bad energy and just isn't even really fucking with her either. Like, you know, pulling away from her, you know, in a societal sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could both agree that no matter what the situation is, everybody is a little shitty. Oh, but, of course. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But to the point where you literally. Like the, crazy, are- the crazy thing is real quick. And I'll even say is that like she wasn't even doing it in it thinking this is bad or even trying to hurt anybody. She thought she was just, you know, contacting these aspects of like the demonic mind and shit. And it's like, well, you don't really need to like fuck with that too much. Like I think you're, you know, doing for whatever. Right. So like, it wasn't even in bad intentions on anybody that she was doing these things and she was still fucking herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I just say, I cover it on my podcast. Would I ever do it myself? Hail to the no, because I'm <laughs> superstitious about all that stuff, you know. But at some point, I think everyone has like that shadow self that they have to deal with. They okay. have like that demon in their closet, whatever that might be. Some people are just a little bit more obvious than others. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like everybody said how nice of a guy Ted Bundy was. And like, oh, he'd never hurt anyone. Like he had that girlfriend forever long and he was super sweet to her and her daughter. Yo, look how 300 bitches dead. Hey, look at Gacy. Right. That's what I'm he, saying. He is loved like, by, he was connected with politicians. He was, you know, loved in the town. He put on parades. Yo, he was, he was in a, he went to, he got sentenced to 10 years. This guy did 18 months and had a miniature golf thing put into the fucking prison that he was in. Come on. Go to hell, that guy. 
Yeah. 33 victims. I hope he has 33 demons just raping him on a daily basis. Anyways, New York. Yes. If people want to find you, where can they look? Instagram. Where's your podcast? Tell me about it. Uh, Instagram. I got the NY Patriot. 1978 um there is the occult rejects also on instagram but honestly we really very vaguely use it just to post episodes uh you can catch me on uh like i said instagram in new york patriot 1978 we do have twitter the occult rejects that i'm on a little bit more than the occult rejects on uh i'm actually on twitter and instagram the most if you want to find me i don't have a new york patriot account on on uh, twitter i've already been banned so many times with with that name prior and uh Unfortunately, like I, the only reason I can even access Twitter is because I got a new phone and I have a different like IP kind of thing now. So, <laughs> so only way I can even get back on. <laughs> so, Banned. <laughs> yeah, well, from the prior one because the old phone that I had was so, I, I went from a thirteen to an eighteen, <laughs> like that. No, no, I'm sorry, no, 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 an eight to a, an eight to oh my god, an eight to a thirteen. I went from an I iPhone eight to a thirteen. Yeah, no, I went from an 8 to a 13. So think how well fucking old I I mean, that phone was kind of old. So, like, I've already been banned too many times. And, like, I couldn't use that phone anymore. I couldn't use the fucking computer. So it's like I had to wait till I got it on my phone. And then, well, eventually I got a new computer. And then that was fun, too. <laughs> um, so, all right. Yeah, that whole long drawn out thing. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. The Occult Rejects, NY Patriot on, on Instagram. And then I have uh, the NY Patriot show that's on the all major podcast. I do have Bit Shooter Rumble. I might phase out of those. Uh, we also have the Occult Rejects that's on uh, Bit Shooter Rumble as well and uh, all major podcasts. But the, really the best spot, really, I would say, as long as it's still up, knock on wood, we do have a YouTube account. It's almost uh, it's broken 900, almost to 1,000 uh, members. We're hoping, hoping to make 1,000. Uh, we have Tor and War, which will have my show, The Occult Rejects, and when Lux, my co-host on The Occult Rejects, does his own show, that will go on there as well. So you have like three different shows on there, and I, I put out at least two or three shows a week myself. So you have a mm-hmm. lot of shit on that one YouTube site, Tor and More. Yeah, can't keep a good man down. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, New York, for coming on my show. I'm still your number one fan. Thank you, thank you. I'll take that, I'll take that. Always will be. But yeah, no, I think this was a great episode. Thank you so much. Sure, and... no, thank you. That was fun, actually. Oh yeah, no, no I went a, it went I really good for time. me because I was like, you know what, <laughs> this is so funny. I was like, you know what, this works out perfect because like I can use this for my show, and I'm the guest. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I actually thought this is interesting, and I was like, I would cover this myself. So I'm going to use this myself. So I was like, this is great. I'm going to have fun, and I'm the guest, and this will be an episode for me. <laughs> Oh, okay. So okay. I had, I had, had a great time. That, I thought it was a really good show. I had yeah, fun. since you said that, let me just plug on my oh, own. Oh, yeah. Twitter. Go ahead. Go for Here it. Here I go. <laughs> so I have the Cosmic Peach podcast. Um, I'm Julia, if you didn't catch that in the beginning. Um, and I cover everything from paranormal and uh, all the nice dark shit that you can always imagine. And um, Very original, I will say, I think. Thank you. I try to be. I'm because, like, I'm, I have to say, out of all the podcasts I follow, you're the, you don't you're not covering anything I've seen somebody else. I won't. I'll be totally honest with you. So yeah, it's like tainted to me if somebody else covered uh, it. Yeah, no, like, yeah, oh, yeah, fuck I off. I can do better than that. So <laughs> if you want to 
get your mind blown stop by cosmic peach podcast okay so i just want to tell people where they can go to get their minds blown cosmic peach podcast but thank you new york and thank you to all my listeners and we will catch you on the next one later